Well, good morning, everyone, and happy Thanksgiving. It's a wonderful time of the year for every one of us to celebrate this special day, which we will reflect back on the goodness of God, His kindness and His protection, provisions, and uh, the services we have had, that He has given us the opportunity to listen to God's Word and even to participate in some of our, our church activities. God has been good, and we appreciate that. In our worship today, we want to give Him the best. We'll be singing some songs. We want to give Him the best worship we can ever give. Uh, focus on the songs, keep our minds on Him, and whisper a few words of thanks and gratitude to Him. Uh, while we, before we pray, there are some requests that we like to bring before the Lord today. Uh, Sister Phillips is not well. We want to pray for her. Uh, we still want to remember Phil in our prayers. Uh, we want to pray that God would uh, continue to touch his saints. And there are some local saints here in Mississauga that are not feeling well in their bodies. We pray that the Lord would touch them and strengthen them. And those of us, they are individuals that have gone through some rough times and hard times, especially the past few days. We pray that the Lord would be their comforter and their strength. Okay, so why don't we all join together, lift our hearts, put our hearts together and our minds together and pray that God give us a real, real good service today. Let's all pray. Father, we thank you today for this opportunity that we can talk to you. Thank you so much, Lord, for your goodness towards us for all these years, the many things you have blessed us with. Thank you, God, for keeping us so safe and protected while there's evil and harm and danger around us. You have been merciful and gracious to us. We just can't thank you enough for all that you've done for us. Lord, for making us your children and with the blessings that we have experienced in our lives, O oh, Father. Thank you for your word, which means so much to us. We pray that you'll give us understanding of your word and help us to embrace truth, to understand truth, to walk in truth, we pray. Thank you for the Holy Spirit, Lord, which is a comforter to us. Help us to experience more of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Father, thank you for our pastor, the servant that you have been using to minister to us the word of God. We pray that you'll continue to bless him. Touch his mind, Lord. Touch his spirit, O oh God, and give him the wisdom and the direction that he needs to guide us in the right path. Lord, today we remember those that are not well, Sister Phillips and Phil and those locally here. We pray, Father, that you'll reach down your hand of mercy and healing, Father. Touch their bodies, touch their minds, increase their faith and their trust and confidence in you. We pray and ask it in Jesus' name, Lord. Bless our service. We ask it in Jesus' most precious and wonderful name. Amen and amen. Amen. stand and sing it to the Lord.
especially today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. All your blessings. seated please praise God amen 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 thank you brother Sam and this congregation we're glad today um, being um, the day prior to Thanksgiving I think Thanksgiving is really tomorrow but um, in any case happy Thanksgiving to everyone on a normal year, Thanksgiving time is when we uh, prepare for a meeting. And uh, two years, three years ago, two years ago, uh, two Thanksgivings ago, uh, we had this place packed out with a lot of Haitian brothers. Um, a lot came on in at their own expense. And we had a wonderful meeting. And. Um, this fellowship has experienced a lot of meetings. And it seems that God, in his own wisdom, has decided to shut all the meetings down. One shot. Not only sports arenas were canceled out and, and entertainment places like cinemas and all of these were closed down, but the churches were also closed down. And um, today, I don't want to stress you out with a strong message, but it's um, today when Paul told Timothy, he said, preach the word in season, out of season. Today, I'm going to try to preach the word in season because it's Thanksgiving season. You know, to be normally knowing me, I can get up today and talk about Christmas. Uh, but today, I'll try to stick to in season and because we have just an hour and I want to say that I hope everyone has their own family plans to get out of here I don't think we should have young people's class today brother Sam I think everyone need to get home and 
get themselves sorted out if that's all right. And um, what do we give God thanks for? I think when the Pilgrim Fathers uh, came to America and they had Thanksgiving, and Thanksgiving in America is a little bit different, even though it's about the same kind of stuff they're doing uh, in England and in America. Uh, seemingly, Thanksgiving in America is the cold part of the year. It's, it's November. All the beauty of the fall, fall trees are gone. A uh, place starts to get freezing. You might even have snow uh, during Thanksgiving. The turkeys have all fled uh, because of the season. That's when they have Thanksgiving. So I'm glad to be Canadian today, uh, where we can look out and see fall colors. And uh, there was a time when we used to travel to Norwalk, Connecticut, uh, during the fall season uh, for a meeting. And you used to see the most beautiful array of fall colors. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing when you see uh, that the trees, why, does, why would the trees lose their leaves in the fall and uh, they look like they're dead in the winter, most of the trees except the evergreen? It's because nature has a way, uh, when I said nature, nature, I'm talking about God, the way he has created things. He has a way of preparing every part of his creation uh, for something else that's happening. I was told one time somewhere they were having a tsunami uh, when the water is receding. Uh, Somali, uh, Indonesia, somewhere. But they said when the water was receding, you know the water recedes when you have an earthquake. You stand at the shores and suddenly you see the waters are going. Well, it says when the waters were re re was receding uh, before it comes back as a tsunami, uh, mankind was running to see what's going on. The animals were fleeing in the opposite direction because by instinct they know <laughs> there's going to be trouble. And that was so amazing because the animals are all fleeing the one side and mankind in his blindness is heading in one direction. Well, the other day we were thinking of the hummingbird and as we are talking about the size of a human brain. And then I said, what about the size of a hummingbird brain? And can you imagine when that little hummingbird gives, uh, has hatches, lays an egg, how small and minute that egg is. And then when you think about, uh, when you think about that little hummingbird just got uh, hatched and has to fly back all the way to Florida. Uh, before the winter happens here in North, Amer in North America, how does it know where to go? And then they say the same hummingbird will come back to the same hummingbird feeder the following year. Uh, they remember where they're going. Mankind is the only creature that loses its way all the time. But uh, their nature is such. And so when you see the fall leaves, it's because the tree is smart enough, or by nature, by the description from God, by, by plan of God, it pulls the sap in, uh, into the roots uh, to survive the winter. So it's storing uh, the, the, the sap and the strength into the, the root and the main trunk of the tree. And so the, the strength from the leaves are gone, and so it changes its color because it's going to start to fall off. 
And that's a beautiful thing when you see a child of God that is a good Christian ready to die. And they have that bright smile on their face. Pains all over, but they're a child of God. They have faith in God. Uh, Do you have faith in God? I hope so. Because God is a wonderful God. And over this Thanksgiving, I I told Nadine, uh, she's going to sing a special later on, but we'll praise God for all things. God is wonderful. In the Psalms, in Psalms uh, 34, uh, in the book of Psalms, and 150 of these, a little form of poetry and songs put together, and some was written by David, some the authors were unknown. Um... In Psalms 140, for example, it says, Praise the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song. Isn't that good? And when you can make a song and sing unto the Lord a new song. I made a few songs in my time. It says here, uh, verse uh, 2, Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise him in the name in the name." Praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and the harp. Uh, Brother Terry was telling me he's not here today. He's gone with his family. He says in the original language, that's what he said. I don't do original language. I have a problem with my English. So by the time whatever comes out of my mouth, take it. As long as you comprehend what I'm saying. Uh, but, you know, I want, uh, Brother Terry was telling me, this word dance is not really dance, it's a description of an instrument, and the King James translators put it as dance. Uh, but what it is, it says in verse 5, let the saints be joyful in glory, and let them sing loud. Uh, this is something else. Upon their beds. I had a brother do that when I was in um, full-time ministry, uh, two in the morning, uh, we were staying at somebody's house, and this brother, he had a bunk bed, and he was on, he was on, no, I was on top, and he was at the bottom. And suddenly at 2 o'clock in the morning, I feel this bed starts to shake. You know, like he gets the Holy Ghost at 2 o'clock in the morning and starts to speak in tongues. Uh, loud. He said, the Bible says to do that. And so 2 in the morning, I'm trying to get some sleep. He's doing that loud. You know, I was very nice. I didn't tell him anything, but then we heard a on the door. And the sister we were staying with, she was not anyone that you could play games with. She says, cut that nonsense out. And the Holy Ghost ceased. And so there are things that we can do and exaggerate and we can interpret the Bible to suit our own Uh, you know, what we wanted to say. But here in Psalms, um, uh, what I ask for, Psalms 34. In Psalms 34, David is making some statements here. And it's Thanksgiving weekend, and uh, we wonder, in Thanksgiving weekend, uh, this is a time when a lot of people give thanks unto the Lord. But there's no grace of God that God has blessed man with that man has not perverted. There's no grace that man has not perverted. And all of these celebrations that the society we live in uh, is celebrating, uh, whether it's Christmas, they have more drunkenness and sin during that period of time. Uh, When it's Thanksgiving, 
I pass by the bear store, and you know, you know, see the lineup. Everybody's trying to get their beer and their liquor uh, before it's the weekend comes because they want to get rejoice in being drunkards. And everybody is lying up there, and I'm thinking that the giving thanks, a few people would really get sincere and give God thanks. The most of the people look at it as a holiday to make merry and sin and do evil. So whether it's Christmas, uh, the, the merchants are happy when you're, when you're an addict to a season because they get rich, you lose your account. You know, one of the things, uh, one of the things that can send you broke is something called Amazon that Sister Althea is responsible for. Uh, she works for Amazon, and because you can get everything for Amazon, people empty their accounts on Amazon. They do. And uh, they, they empty their accounts, they overspend. Well, I want something to scratch my back, Amazon. You want something, a hairbrush, Amazon. And you know it's convenient, but remember, budget is important. Brother Sam showed us last night how important it is to worship God in the church with your tithes and offerings. And I'm looking at this plate last night sitting up here, and when it's all over before long, we will keep, we'll put another little uh, table on here and have two plates on here, and we will worship God with the offering. You don't just drop collections. This is not collections. This is an offering unto the Lord. Then we will have, at the end of the streaming, we'll have a song, and people will come up and put their offerings in here. It'll be a worship unto the Lord with your offerings. And we were glancing at what David offered to the Lord, and then there were times when Solomon offered to the Lord, and uh, God demands his people uh, worship him. You know, it brings blessings in your life. I am not telling you this uh, because someone told me. I'm telling you from experience that all my life I've discovered that the more I honor God is the more I get blessed and inspired of God. And people that want to be my disciples, and when I say want to be my disciples, if I'm a teacher and you're being taught, then you're my disciple whether you believe it or not. But I'm not Jesus. Uh, you're, Jesus is your savior and you're following Jesus. But you cannot be a disciple of someone that's not there. You can be a disciple of someone that's there. If a pastor, if I'm dead and gone and a new pastor come, then you have to uh, submit yourself to that teacher and you can call him rabbi if you're like back in the Jewish days, but the teacher, the rabbi, has disciples. And when Jesus went, he sent his disciples out. He says, go ye out and make disciples of all men. In other words, go out and you start to teach. That's what Paul Timoth told Timothy. He says, the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same, you go out and commit that to other faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And that's how the work of God is gone. And so if you've been listening to me and you say you're my disciple, and this is, I'm not talking about Facebook discipleship. Facebook discipleship is the biggest con there is. 
And if you're happy because people put a like on your Facebook article, you're kidding yourself. You're being deceived. A lot of times they don't even read. They just put a like. Make you happy. If you can be happy because somebody put a like, right? You're, you're very fickle. All right. I said I was not going to be uh, rough today. I was going to be nice. But um, here are things that make up life. And uh, I would like disciples. Someone says, Brother Singh, I really love you. Well, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, then you will follow the principles I desire for you to follow. You would not question my judgment uh, when I make a judgment. You'll sit back. If I said to Elizabeth, you'll, you'll, get, you'll get a child. Or I said to Mary, you'll be, become, uh, I come like Gabriel and say to Mary, you'll be pregnant. Uh, she didn't question him. She said, it, it's not possible, but I'll ponder these things in my heart and wait and see what happens. It's good not to open your mouth and make a statement until you're sure about it. So Jesus said, if you want to be my disciples, keep my commandments. And if you're to be a true disciple of the church, you need to understand what are the desires of the pastor, spiritually speaking, not naturally, spiritually speaking, and pursue that. Well, today is Thanksgiving. Today is, this weekend is Thanksgiving weekend. And here's what David said in Psalms 34. David said, he says, I will bless the Lord when the things are going good and my bank account is overflowing. I will bless the Lord at all times. Now, that's a general statement. And so when do we give thanks? I, give, I, don't, I don't give thanks on Thanksgiving. Well, Thanksgiving, I make sure I put an extra offering in because that's how I feel I need to give thanks a little extra. But every day I thank God for my life and for his protection. I give thanks to God all the time. Well, today I don't feel so good. I still give thanks to God. Uh, it looks like I just lost my job. I still give thanks to God. I did not have an accident on the road today. I came home and thanked God that I didn't have an accident. Well, I had a flat tire. And I happened, this happened a couple of times, you know. God has blessed me in so many little ways. My car never breaks down on the road. It breaks down on the driveway. And um, twice that happened. I broke down on the driveway. I said, thank you, Lord, for this car breaking down. We're driving, going to Warkworth to visit the prisoners, and all the lights are red, and things are not going good, and a traffic accident stopped. Thank you, Lord, you saved me from a bad accident maybe happening on the road. Come back home. You see, I find an opportunity to bless the Lord at all times. And if we understand how great God is, and the purpose of his existence, uh, that even the devil, as a part of God's creation and a plan, part of the plan to save you, the negatives and the positives, all a plan to save us, uh, we would understand that God should be praised at all times. Lord, I don't comprehend it. I don't see the end result, but I know you always had a plan when it was working. Uh, who wants a doctor Will not be something if um, uh, when you're ready, you go to the doctor and he says you got a cancer, you got a growth, a cancer, a growth. Let me say growth. Cancer sounds bad, right? 
you've got a growth on the side of your stomach in there, and so you're going to do an operation. And you go into the operation room, and they, you see the doctor come with a machete, and he's coming in to cut you up. Well, do you want that? You know why they put you to sleep early? So you don't see the whatever instruments they're going to use. But they'll cut you up. They're there to cut you up, not with a machete. They have special surgery knives and equipment. But they're going to skin open your stomach and take that growth out. It's an obnoxious job designed to save your life. And God sometimes has this obnoxious job, as far as you're concerned, in order to produce an overcomer, you must have a process being done in your life. A piece of gold in its raw condition can never produce a jewelry. And you know, the other day, not the other day, it was on Friday, I'm thinking, and when you look, uh, you know, when you're small and you see A.A. Allen and all these great preachers and they have thousands of people following them, you say, maybe, maybe uh, I'm not that good. And I, I think of a scripture. Keep me, give, give me a minute here. I'm getting back to uh, Psalms 34. But in 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, I'm thinking, I'm saying, oh, <clears throat> Lord, you're, you said a man's work will be tried by fire. And it might be wood, hay, and stubble. You see, that's all I was thinking, wood, hay, and stubble. Wood, hay, and stubble. Uh, maybe my work is wood, hay, and stubble. And then I looked at this scripture, and it says in verse 12, uh, Paul says in verse 11, chapter 3, 1 Corinthians, he says, For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. He says in verse 10, according to the grace of God which is given unto me, as a wise master builder, I, Paul, I, Paul, have laid the foundation, and another build it thereupon. You try to lay a foundation and someone has to build. We are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Isn't that what Paul says? Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Now, if you have a foundation, if today all this building has was a foundation, we could not serve God here. We need more than a foundation. We need a proper foundation, but a structure must be built to withstand the climatic conditions of that place that you're building in. In today's world, a foundation is already laid in so many areas of our lives and in the history that if we are building on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, I must understand the climatic, the spiritual climatic conditions of today's society for me to build on that and protect your life. Because if I can build proper walls, spiritually speaking, you're exposed to the climate of our present day ungodly society. And so I'm thinking, Lord, I, you know, I see so many people come on in and they backslide. And this one come on in and they backslide. And this one is so fickle. Oh, God, when would this start to be more uh, steady? Lord, and I'm talking about myself on Friday. And I'm thinking, am I, is my work wood, hay, and stubble? And then I finally got the scripture. When I'm looking at the scripture, if any man, verse 12 says... Uh, if any man built upon this foundation that Paul laid, 
Paul is talking about Corinth. He laid a foundation in Corinth, and we know it's the teachings of the apostles and the prophets, and Jesus being the chief cornerstone, Paul has laid that foundation, and the people are going to build in that now. He says, and they build on it gold. I didn't think of that before. Even though I read that scripture, but here it would be gold, it would be silver, it would be precious stones, or wood, hay, and stubble. Now, I feel every one of these categories, there are seven here, uh, every one of these categories is describing the kind of individuals that come on in, because the church we are talking about is not the building, literal building. We are the temples of God. We are lively stones put together and form a habitation of God through the Spirit. This here, your life and my life, forms this habitation of God through the Spirit. If you're wood, I can't change you. If you're hay, I can't change you. If you're stubble, I can't change you. Unlike a dishonorable golden vessel that God that purges himself and become an honorable vessel, I don't think stubble can enter into the kingdom of God. I don't think hay can enter into the kingdom of God. But I think wood could be purged and become a beautiful vessel. And I'm thinking that precious stones, actually there are four, right? Four categories. Uh, uh, let me see, no. Uh, there are three and three, six categories, right? Gold, silver, precious stones, wood. I think all of those are described in that great house. You can fall into a category. If you're a dishonorable gold vessel, you can purge yourself and be changed. And so when I'm thinking of the church, why did all of Paul's churches ended up and forsook him? Because after the elect were saved from those churches, what was left in some of those churches is hay and stubble. And a little fire comes, and now it says, Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, uh, because it shall be revealed by fire. Uh, when fire, even the wooden, has to be careful when the fire hits it. But when the fire hits a precious metal or a precious gold or something like that, it purges it. And yet this man who is working, he is also purged by fire. But it, be, it is important for every child of God to examine themselves and see what we are made of. Am I wood, hay, stubble? Uh, my dedication and my commitment to God is an expression of who I am. And so it is important not to judge people, but to wait and see what spiritual progress they're making. Because sometimes a goat acts like a sheep. And sometimes a sheep really conduct themselves like a goat. And you look at that and you wonder, who is the sheep, who is the goat? Well, God is the final judge. He will know, he that endureth unto the ends shall be saved. And so back here, we get him back into our our uh, <clears throat> message in season message it's thanksgiving david says i will bless the lord at all times now i'm going to talk to you here and i might give you some scriptures you can search out he says bless the lord at all times now i know if the lord has given me a lot of things i can praise the lord in psalms in psalms um i think it's a hundred psalms 100 
Uh, the psalmist David is writing here. I'm leaving Psalms 34, coming back there in a minute. But in Psalms 100, it says there, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. I'm blessing the Lord. Uh, what am I doing? I'm about to enter into God's house, and I'm praising the Lord. It says, Serve the Lord, how? With gladness. When things are good? No, he said, David said, I bless the Lord at all times. I just lost my job. Then God knows best. Bless the Lord. I have a bad sickness that's taking a hold of me. Bless the Lord at all times. Be able to praise God in spite of the bad situation. I had a bad experience, and I think I'm going to tell you all about it. Uh, telling Brother Sam on Friday. I wanted, I know Saturday is going to be raining, so I looked at the place and I feel like I didn't have to do it, but I felt, hey, I've got to keep in shape. You know, Sister Althea, i got to keep in shape. So I got myself put together. I was doing a million miles an hour the, the day already, but it, as it comes to the evening hour, I said, okay, start up the lawnmower. I started up, I did the front yard. And I have one of the nicest lawns. Being 25 years old, you wouldn't even know. Uh, to a nicest lawns. I did the front yard. And that is for the neighbors to know that I'm a Christian and I live there. And they know that. And then I did the backyard. I didn't have to do that, but I did it. I did the, on the lowest level because I wanted to be nice. I know Brother Vid and Sister Jasmine was coming. And when we're having company, it's good to keep your place tidy. So I did the backyard. And then I went outside of the yard, and I had this long stretch, and it started to get dark. And I wish I had um, lights on the lawnmower. And I went down full stretch, and I did that whole piece, you know. And I got it all done, like 90 miles an hour. I got it all done. And um, for a man that has asthma and all that kind of stuff, that's not bad. And so I did all of that, come on in, went in, got a shower quickly, and then sat down. I have what I call, you call a leg massager. And so I sat on the leg massager, put my foot down, clicked the button on, and massaged the legs. So the next day I can stand up. When I do that, I'm able to stand up. And so long story short, after I had that massager go one time, I said, oh, let me put it a second time. I did not realize that my body, my muscles were, were dehydrated. And my legs were overworked. There's something like that. And so I sat there and when the massage was done, I tried to lift my foot and both from my thighs going right down to my knee, uh, that both legs got such an excruciating pain and it became like wood. If I was one side, I said, oh, God, I'm getting a stroke. And I'm sitting there. Nadine had just left, and she had gone down to her apartment, she and Timothy. And I said, okay, let me call anybody. Chandri's not well. I said, no, I'm not calling anybody. And so I sat there, and the legs were so tight and, and excruciating pain. And I said, God, there is no God, no. I said, I don't want no cursed ambulance come and take me to the hospital. So I'm going to sit here and hope that this feels good. I said, God, help me. All right? And there's a God that can help you, but then you've got to use wisdom. And there's so much at my age I should do. 
And you know that's what's keeping me alive. At work never kills, except you're overworked. And so that was overworked. I, I should have stopped when I needed to stop, but you know, uh, you're stubborn, and that's what keeps me alive. And um, when, I, when it was over, five minutes was gone, and the, the legs would not, I could not move it. I tried to massage it, but you know when you have a Charlie, what do you call it? Cramps, Charlie horse? I don't know what they call it, Charlie's horse. Doesn't look like a horse, but um, it's a very strong pain. That's how it was from the, my tie right down to my knee uh, on the inner side, both sides. And it lasted for about five minutes, and then I got up, and I finally walked, and it came back a little, and then I walked and eased, eased, eased up. And you're thinking, why did God do that to me? Well, I should know why he did that. He allowed that. He's not doing that to me. I'm doing that to myself. You understand what I'm saying? There is enough. Enough. Yet, I came sneak down here this morning because I know this tree would shed the leaves. And I sneaked down easy, Brother Joe, without you knowing. Brought my blower and started to clean the entrance. So when you saints come, you would have a wonderful entrance for you to walk on in. If you are my disciples, keep my commandments. Follow my ways. And I came and when I blow all the, half the, the finished the steps and half the parking lot, uh, then Brother Joe is coming wrong because he was coming to check and see what the condition was. I already has the hose out, uh, starting to wash the rest off. And Brother Joe showed up and he took it over. So when you see me come in here like 10, uh, uh, 40, 50 minutes before church, uh, he says, ah, uh, he's coming late today. Well, that's late for me because I normally like to be here one hour before church. Then don't call my phone one hour before church. I got my mind on God. And so I turned the phone off. Um, I was getting a message from someone that really cares for me. And I turned it off. I don't answer. I want to keep my mind on God because I'm busy. 90 miles an hour, my days go. I scarcely have time to just sit down and take a break. I used to do that in the morning. But I bless the Lord. In all things I give thanks unto the Lord. If nobody showed up here today, I still give thanks to the Lord. I praise God. I have confidence in God. He never fails. And David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. And here in Psalms 100, uh, he says in verse 3, Know ye the Lord that he is God, and it is he that made us, and not we ourselves. We are the, his people and the sheep of his pasture. pasture. God has made us, my friends. He is God. He knows how to take care of us. Are you afraid? Are you living in this world and you're full of fear? You don't have God. If you have God, fear is gone. Right? Isn't that right? Well, the government won my tax. I don't like the ungodly. No, no, I pay my tax. I am a citizen that works well. And I listened to the news this morning, and it says, you're allowed to meet together in a gathering. And if everyone is vaccinated, you can keep take the mask off. I wish I could say that in church. We up here are safe. 
can take the mask off, right? You got vaccinated, you got vaccinated, you got vaccinated. We are safe up here, we can take our mask off. But we don't want to come alongside you because you might be carrying something, a virus. We don't know who is who. But the government understands that. And they're not here to punish us. They're here to do their job. They're not Christians, but they do their job, and I pay my taxes. If we don't pay taxes, we'll have people coming in to rob the church while we're sitting inside. But we have a safe society. Don't be fanatical. Live in this safe society and do your job as a, nat- as a Christian citizen. David says, I bless the Lord at all times. So, so, so that's, uh, the psalmist says, says there, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Now I'm going to leave my Bible here and talk to you for a little bit because we don't have a lot of time. And I still want Nadine to sing a song. All right? But when David said, bless the Lord, coming into the church is a good place to bless the Lord. God give you a promotion of the job. It's a good place to bless the Lord. It's a good time. You have a new baby. Bless the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Uh, something is happening. Uh, you have a birthday and it's that time that you want to give God thanks. Not people to bless you, but you want to give God thanks that he kept you alive. Uh, think about it. This heart of mine has been working for 72 years nonstop. I never took it for an oil change. I never took it to change the tires. Do a rebuild engine. No. Non-stop. This little creation of God has kept going for non-stop for 72 years. Didn't sleep at night. And I'm still there. Isn't God wonderful? You're a part of God's creation. There's enough to praise God for. Stop letting the world stress you out. Praise God. And you know, uh, it's one thing to say that. But then uh, when David, uh, Dave, when, when Joshua was going to fight against Jericho and he had this army, uh, not only do we bless the Lord when things are going good, but when they were fighting a war against Jericho, the Lord told Joshua, he says, get the, the, the priest, I think it was seven priests with seven trumpets, to walk in front. Carry the Ark of the Covenant in front. And when you walk around that wall one time as each day for seven, six days, on the seventh day, he says, here is what you do. I'm going to show you how powerful praise is. They're in war. What does praise have to do with war? It has to do in everything. David said, I'll bless the Lord at all times. And they march around and on the seventh time, they got the ram's horn. You know those ram's horn, the chauffeur, whatever they call it? Uh, they start to blow. And while they blow, the people made a loud noise and praised God. And when they praised God, the walls collapsed. You know, one day, Joshua was warring against the Amalekites. And Moses was there. And while the war was getting very tight and tough, Moses went on the mountain and he started to praise God. Joshua is fighting the war. Uh, Moses is on top of the mountain and he started to praise God. Hey man, it's war. Go fight. No. Praise God. And while he praised God and they were involved in a military engagement, his hands got weak. 
And when his hands got weak and they were coming down, uh, Aaron and Hur went up there and lifted his hands up. And as long as he kept his hands up, they won the war. Bless the Lord at all times. You know, Paul and Silas, they went to Philippi. And while they were in Philippi, they cast demons off a girl. And for that good deed that cut out the income of the soothsayer that was uh, using that girl to tell fortunes, he, they were put in jail. And Paul is sitting there, and his hands are in stocks. And this is not talking about stock market stocks. In stocks. And his hands are there and Silas next to him. Did they do any evil? No, they did only a good. And they were placed in jail. And Paul knew the art. He turned to Silas and he said to Silas, he says, you know what? Let's praise the Lord. And I don't know what they were singing in the midnight hour. At midnight, they said, okay, we're backs are bleeding, hands and feet are in stock. And maybe as Paul says, let's sing the Lord is my shepherd. And he says, the Lord is my shepherd. And when they start to worship God, can't even lift the hands. Our hands are free and we don't even want to lift it. Their hands are in stocks and they start to praise God in the midst of a trial and persecution and suffering. They praise God and that God shook that prison. An earthquake shook that prison and the doors were ajar. There's not a time you say, well, I'm not going to praise. Praise God at all times. Amen. James makes a statement. He says, he says, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Paul says, I rejoice in mine infirmity. He says that I understand the suffering of Christ for they that suffer with him must reign with him. So when I suffer for Christ or I'm going through a trial in this life, God never errs. He's got a plan behind it. He's got a plan behind it. I don't know. God did not help me. Come on, you little chicken. Get some faith. Let's live. Let's give God thanks. Let's not wait only when things are good. Let's praise the Lord in good days, bad days. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I don't understand, Lord, why things are not going good. Well, talk to the people in Hebrews 11 chapter. Because they all had a good report. We're too contaminated with the spirit of society. But we have a great God. He never errs. When you read the end of the book, there's 144,000 overcomers sitting on thrones and the heaven and the earth were changed and a new heaven and a new earth took place and the kingdom of God would be established forever and ever. So we are, if we are part of God's plan, we have to go through the process and the job would be done when it's all over. God's the winner. God's the winner. I will bless the Lord. See, David understood that. I bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. We have a good church. We have a good church, and we've got a strong message. If you can take it and incorporate it, and if you're my disciple, 
then incorporate the message in your life. Amen? Amen. Now I'm going to pray with you and then Nadine would sing. We go backward here today. But we'll pray with you and then we give God thanks and it's a wonderful weekend and I pray that God would help us. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we give you thanks and honor today for so many things. We thank you, Father, for the good days and we thank you for the bad days. We thank you, Lord, when we enjoyed a victory. And we thank you, Lord, when we walked away because that defeat was meant for a purpose. We thank you, Lord, when we got a promotion in the job and when we got fired. We never understood that there was an end result, that you had something better. That when the world closes a window, that you might have a door for the elect. Oh, God, we give you thanks. Help us, Lord, to come to the place that will bless you at all times. And your praises shall continually be in our mouth. Lord, give us that heart of gratitude. Where we lack faith, Father, would you please increase our faith. And help us to see that you're a wonderful Father that never fails. Help us to understand that you would never ask us to make a sacrifice when you the God of the universe made the greatest sacrifice of all times when you allow your own son to come and to die for unfaithful, unthankful humanity. God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for protecting our lives. Oh God, let this Thanksgiving weekend allow us to praise you even more. We bless and we honor your name. Amen.